Uh, So Romans chapter 1, verses 1 to 17. Now kids, as I read this Bible reading, I want you to listen out for one word, okay? So listen out for this word. The word is gospel, okay? You got that? Can we all say that word together? One, two, three, gospel. So you're looking out, your adults as well can do that. You're looking out for gospel. It comes in uh, a few times in this Bible reading. Romans chapter 1, beginning at verse one. Paul's writing about AD 56, 57 uh, to the Christians in Rome and Phoebe probably has brought this letter to the church and it's now being read to the church and it goes like this. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God, the gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures regarding his son, who as to his earthly life was a descendant of David and who through the spirit of holiness was appointed the son of God in power by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through him we receive grace and apostleship to call all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith for his name's sake and you also are among those Gentiles who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. To all in Rome who are loved by God and called to be his holy people, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith is being reported all over the world. God whom I serve in my spirit in preaching the gospel of his son is my witness how constantly I remember you in my prayers at all times and I pray that now at last By God's will, the way may be opened for me to come to you. I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. I do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, that I planned many times to come to you, but have been prevented from doing so until now, in order that I might have a harvest among you, just as I have had among the other Gentiles. I am a debtor both to Greeks and non-Greeks, both to the wise and the foolish. That is why I am so eager to preach the gospel also to you who are in Rome. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last. Just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. Kids, here's a question for you. Do you want the good news or the bad news? What do you want? You want the good news, yeah. That sometimes we say that, don't we? Maybe one my dad sometimes say that, or someone says that to you at home or at school. Do you want the good news or do you want the bad news, yeah? Or it might just be all be good news one day, it might all be, it might all be bad news. But sometimes we talk like that, don't we? I guess um, sometimes we say, do you want the good, what do you want first? Do you want the good news first or do you want the bad news first? Now you're all different, some of you will be like, I'll take the good news first and I'll take the hit. Some of you are like, I'll take the hit first and then I'll get the good news, that'll sort of soften it. But, but you know, which way round do you want the news? Good news, bad news. I guess an example of that would be if I said, oh look, here's some chocolate, here's some sweets, that's the good news. The bad news is you can't have them until later, Right? 
That's the bad news, isn't it? In fact, you can't have them at all because I've nicked them from Friday Club. But anyway, um, <laughs> sorry, just flattened the whole room there. Um, but here's another question for you kids, and I want you to listen to this very carefully. You older ones will already be able to spot where we're going with this. Okay, here's the question. What about the best news ever? What if, not just good news, not even just super duper really good news, actually, no, this is the best news ever. Well, that would be good, wouldn't it? And that's what we're going to see. You know, the letter to Romans, Paul wants to share with these Christians and with you and me, and God wants to share this with us this morning, the best news ever. That's the gospel. It's what it means. It is the best news ever ever to quote Stephen Walker about six months ago. Thank you for that, Stephen. So we're going to have a look at two things um, this morning about this best news ever. We're going to learn about it. What can we learn about best news ever? The first thing is that God's best news ever is personal. It's personal. That's a bit funny thing to say, isn't it? What does that mean? What I mean is God's best news ever is about a person. It's about a person. Now, I want you to turn to the people uh, near to you, next to you, family, or whoever's around you, and just think about this from this Bible passage. Maybe adults have a particular look at verse 3, but who's the person? This best news ever is all about a person. Who's the person? So talk amongst yourselves just for a moment. Who's the person? Can we find anything out about this person in the passage? So everyone knows what we're having for lunch, right? The sausage casserole. Um, <laughs> who is the person? Who's the person? The, the best news ever, it's all about a person. Who's the person? Go on. Jesus! Jesus, yes, it's about Jesus. But go on, give me the language of verse 3. What's Jesus called in verse 3? Who, who, who's, who's it about? It's about a person. It's about the Son, isn't it? Yes, so we're told in verse 2, aren't we? Okay, here's the Gospel, verse 2, the Gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. That's the Old Testament. Then verse 3 starts, doesn't it? Regarding, that's a funny word, isn't it? It means it's about his Son, regarding his Son. God's best news ever is all about the Son, the Son of God, Jesus. All about Jesus. That is the best news ever and it's personal it's about him he is a person uh, this old guy here and um, said this that Jesus comes to us the son comes to us from the father clothed with his gospel right so the, the gospel is like the the clothing around Jesus it's the packaging he, he comes to us dressed in his gospel but uh, that's the clothing but the core the inside is Jesus it's the son God's best news ever is all about Jesus his son and that's so important you know, sometimes we can get all into the details of the gospel that's important we need to understand it properly it's a message but it's a message about Jesus God's 
son. It's regarding his son. When you talk to your friends about your faith, maybe you try and do that at school, at work, or whatever. When you talk to them about your faith, you're introducing them to a person, a person that you know. You're Jesus, the son. You're introducing them to him, a person that we all know. So the best news ever, it's about Jesus. If you're here today and you don't know about the best news ever or you're not sure if you believe it, let me tell you, you're being called to believe the news about a person you can trust. That's what you're being called to do, to believe the news. It's a message about a person who you can trust. And his name is Jesus. What do we learn about this person, Jesus, though? Verse 3, anyone help me out? Anything we can learn about him? It's there in verse 3, regarding his son who, what? What can we learn about him? Human? Yeah, he was human, wasn't he? Yeah, so the eternal son came into the world. He had an earthly life, that's right. And he's the descendant of David, right? So that means he's God's promised king. And we know that Jesus, as God's promised king, died on the cross. But then verse 4, it changes, doesn't it? And we're told through the spirit of holiness, he was appointed the son of God in power by his resurrection from the dead. So Jesus, at the moment that he rises again, is appointed the most powerful. He's appointed to the most powerful, prominent place. He always was the son. He doesn't become the son when he rises from the dead. But God appoints him in a special way to the most powerful place. And that's why verse 4 finishes, doesn't it? Jesus Christ, our Lord. He is in the highest place, the most powerful place. And that leads to the second thing, because God's best news ever is not just personal, not just about a person, Jesus, but it's also powerful. Now, I want you to tell me, kids... Just tell me, who's the most powerful person in Mickfield Evangelical Church? Go on, who's the most powerful? Go on, Ollie. Probably Gareth, yeah. <laughs> we'll come to Gareth in a moment. Strowing the, um, the arm, weak in the head. Suffolk born and Suffolk bred, right? So uh, that's one suggestion, wonderful, played right into my hands there. So any other suggestions? For who's the most, I mean, for my, from my point of view, I think it's the deacons, given where they're sitting, right? They're the most powerful people in the church. But anyway, but, but who, go on, tell me, tell me who, who, who else? Because there's Gareth, we know about Gareth, yeah. Well, me, oh me, oh, I'm not sure about that, but all right, we'll take that. We'll, we'll go with that, Stephen, go on. Lottie, yeah, yeah, great, yeah. Strong, are you strong? You strong, girl, yeah. Powerful. Any, any other suggestions for Mickfield's most powerful? Because we're, we're going to test the theory in a minute. Go on. Johnny. Johnny. Which one? Oh, that one. Excellent. Yeah, okay. Well, so, so Mickfield's most powerfulest, Johnny, Gareth, Lottie, few of the characters. There's some strong people uh, in the church, aren't there? Um, should we test it out? Should we see who's the strongest? Uh, do, we, do, do a little test, just see. Do you wanna, can we have Johnny up the front? And can we have Gareth? We could have Lottie, but we'll just let that one play out. You know, if she wants, that's fine. You can come with an entourage, that's fine. Anyone else? Any other suggestions? Other Johnny, all right. Is that going to be awkward? No, you can manage that. If you want to come up, that's fine. Hide behind your daughter, that's why I do. Right. Um, Hugh, let's get you up the front now. Well, let me just let you say, you know, he's just visiting, bless him, Paul. Um, 
Me? Well, yeah. Well, Johnny, can I? Can you come here? Because I'm able to get. I'm able to get this to you. Now, just be careful, be careful, Johnny. Can you just just have a go with those? Yes, I mean they are so heavy. But can you can you lift them? Oh, oh, oh steady! Don't I don't restrain yourself, right? So you got those, all right? Now, um, Gareth, they go on. Do that again. Do that again. This is Mick Field's most powerful, right? This is a whoa! Look at that! Give him a round of applause. That's very good. You might just want to stay there for a moment. Now, Gareth, um, I was getting ready for the camp out the other day, and I went to my loft to get the camping gear, and I just stumbled across something. And I thought, this is now, I'm, can you come near? Because I am going to struggle with this. I don't know what they're made of, but I'm going to give you one. I'll just sort of slide it across to you. Just Can you just, and then, and then I'm, I'll get that one in the other hand there. There you go. Can you lift them? Can you get them up? They're a bit hard going, aren't they? So these are a, a different kind of dumbbell. This came with a little pack. It's a Zumba Fitness Total Body Transformation Guy. I thought of you, Gareth. So, um, so can you get them above your head? Can you give it a go? Go on. Oh, look at that. Very good. Anyone else want to have a go at McField's Most Powerfulest while we're just... Go on, come up then. Do you want to have a go at this one? Don't drop it on your toe. Go on. See if you can lift that. Oh! oh! <laughs> Halfway, go a bit higher. Risky. Oh, two hands. Oh, whoa, look at that. Okay, let's just put that back down there. Well done, everybody. And so I, I reckon, actually, Jude's having a go. Fine, yeah, whatever. You're going to lift those up. Can you get them above your head? Good lad. I was going to give the prize to Johnny, but I think we need to give it to Jude, don't we? Mick Fields, most powerfulest. There we are. Let's give him a round of applause. Thank you, gents, ever so much. The reason we're talking about power, folks, is because much more powerful than Johnny, than Gareth, than Jude, than anyone else or anything else is God's power. And it's there in verse 16, isn't it? Paul says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. Why, Paul? Because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. That is superpower. God's gospel, the best news ever, is God's power to save people. People like you and people like me. Now, when Paul uses that little word, power, there, it's a little Greek word. We're going to do Greek this morning um, uh, called dunamis. And it's where we get our word dynamite, right? So when Paul says God's gospel is powerful, it's God's power, he means like proper power, like explosive power, like, like dynamite power, like this kind of power, yeah? That's, that's dynamite, yeah. So um, do, you, do you want me to have a go? Should we, does someone want to come, come and hold it? Should we light it? Bring it here. Should we light it? What will... What, what, you've watched cartoons, right? What will, what will happen if, we, if I light the end of this dynamite? Probably, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, something's going to happen, isn't it? It's so powerful. It's explosive, isn't it? It's explosive. And when Paul says that God's got... I'm not going to light it now, all right? I mean, in theory, nothing should happen. And if something did happen, then Amazon would be in a lot of trouble, wouldn't they? But, um, it, but when Paul says this is God's power, he means God's explosive power to save people who believe 
in Jesus. Think about where Paul's writing to. He's writing to Rome, isn't he? He's writing to Christians in Rome. This is the center of earthly power. This is the most powerful empire. It's the capital and center of that empire. Biggest army, most powerful navy. Everything about that city cries out, here is power. And Paul says, no, no, no. Now let me tell you about God's power. God's best news ever is his power to save people. How? Why? Why is it so powerful? Well, I'm going to need a couple of volunteers. Um, It's getting a bit complicated up here. I'm going to need a couple of volunteers, kids, adults, it doesn't matter, to come and show us why God's best news ever is so powerful. Should we have someone different couple of different oh you've been up already let's have some different people you got to wear a t-shirt that's all no one panic two volunteers children are out yeah boys yeah right, yeah good yeah yeah good shout like that come on then up you come we'll get rid of the zumba bars and the dynamite and the dumbbells gareth that's for you, Thank you. yeah total body fitness there we are so um george you put can you put that one on for me you put that one on okay and i want you to put that one on ollie all right you get that over the top, yeah, that'd be right. So he, here's, here's why God's best news ever is so powerful. George, you just stand over here a bit. Maybe all of you just go over there. Look, This is what we're like. What's the big word in the middle? Anyone read it? Sin, isn't it? We are covered in sin, right? It, all sorts of things. Look, bad stuff, self-righteousness, unkind, lust, envy, Gossip, greed, impure, malice, bitter, when we get bitter and angry and boastful and oh, selfish and foolish and disobey people and we tell lies and all of these things right down the bottom, not worshipping God. That's the big thing about sin, isn't it? All of these things, they make us a great big mess and we are unclean before God and that's a problem. Now here, folks, I'm explaining what verse 17 is all about for you adults. Come back to that. Over here, who's, the, who's Ollie representing? Any ideas? You shouted his name earlier. Jesus. Jesus, right? Jesus never sinned, right? Never sinned. He's perfect, isn't he? Never did anything wrong. Never felt or thought anything wrong. Never said anything wrong. Jesus is perfect. And here's the thing. When Jesus dies for you, when Jesus died on the cross, this is what happens. Now watch, because there's two bits to this and it's so important can you both take your t-shirts off okay so George is representing us sinful human beings all of that mess of sin and Ollie is representing Jesus can you put that on for me please now Jesus took our sin on the cross didn't he okay you might want to put that on stick your arms out okay Jesus took our sin on the cross but the thing that Paul introduces us to in verse 17 it's coming out in the rest of Romans is Jesus didn't just do that for us Jesus then placed his righteousness his no sin nothing wrong perfect track record on us that's the gospel that's the best news ever and that's why it's so powerful because it can change your life and this is just part it's just the beginning we're just starting it's just part of the best news ever do you know that for yourself this morning chew on that 
as we carry on. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, I thank you that you have revealed to us in your word the greatest story that has ever been told, the best news ever, the gospel. Father, we thank you that you intervened in our world. You sent your son that we might be forgiven, that we might be freed. And Father, that we might be covered in the righteousness of Jesus. Father, would you help us to rest in your grace and your goodness today? For we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, boys. You can keep the t-shirts if you want. Um, do as you, as you please.